Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Jake Owen and a big surprise for all my CMA Fest fans. Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of May 29th, 2023. We're bringing you the hottest news and the newest music in country music every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And now for the hottest news in country music this week. I am so excited about this announcement. CMA announced that they will be debuting a one-of-a-kind CMA Fest documentary with some of your favorite stars on Hulu July 5th, and it looks like it's going to be absolutely incredible. You can check out a sneak peek of the trailer now up on YouTube, but it looks like it's going to be really incredible. It's going to take us from the very beginning when the festival started as a fanfare and that happened in 1972 it drew 5,000 fans to nashville's municipal auditorium and it moved to the tennessee state fairgrounds in 1982 and then ultimately it went on to happen downtown nashville in 2001 and that draws 80,000 fans per day across all four days with attendees from all 50 states and 39 countries. That is a mouthful and so incredible to me. It just shows how music can span not only across the United States, but throughout the entire world, which I think is so special. The documentary will be 75 minutes. And it'll feature exclusive interviews with many of country music's most notable artists, including Kelsey Ballerini, Dierks Bentley, Brothers Osborne, Miranda Lambert, Reba McIntyre, Dolly Parton, Blake Shelton, Keith Urban. I could honestly go on and on. There are so many incredible artists featured in this. And it's going to be featuring footage that has never been seen before, so I am so excited for that. This year's CMA Fest will celebrate its milestone 50th anniversary, June 8th through 11th. So you know we will be sharing all the details with you on that as we get them in real time. And ABC will air its annual CMA Fest Network primetime special later this summer. So stay tuned for details and make sure you set your calendar for July 5th. Again, you are not going to want to miss out on this. It is definitely going to be a must watch. Here's a really exciting announcement that took me by surprise. The company Tractor Supply named their list of emerging country artists in its inaugural program. In partnership with country music artists Lainey Wilson, Ashley McBride, Dustin Lynch, Lauren Alina, and Kat and Alex, along with Opry Entertainment Group, the program was created to discover and support emerging country artists who live and love what Tractor Supply calls life out here. 
nearly 900 emerging artists submitted their original songs inspired by the out here lifestyle and the five emerging artists selected by tractor supply and the mentor artists have each been paired with one of the five established mentors for the journey of a lifetime these five emerging artists will travel to nashville tennessee this june to collaborate with their mentors record their songs at a premiere studio meet with industry executives and open for wilson and an exclusive event during country music's biggest week in Nashville in June, of course referring to CMA Fest, so there is another CMA Fest thing to be excited about, as if there wasn't already enough already. But let's break down this list of five up-and-coming incredible artists who were picked to win this contest. First, have to kick things off with one of my favorite fellow redheads, I discovered her music a couple years back. I'm so excited she's getting the recognition she deserves. Her name is Haley Verhallen, and she is from Oregon City, Oregon, and she is absolutely incredible. Up next, we have Drew Hale from El Paso, Texas, Tay Lewis from Goldsboro, North Carolina, Cosette Smith from Gilbert, Arizona, and Austin McNeil from Salisbury, North Carolina. We have a whole article up on allcountrynews.com about this, including links to all the video submissions for the contest, and they are all going to blow you away. So make sure you check that out because they're up and comers now, but there's no way they're going to stay that way forever. They are all just too good. So hop on this train now because it's about to take off. Congratulations are in order for Morgan Wallen, who just got his 11th consecutive week at number one on the Billboard 200 for his song, One Thing at a Time. We here at ACN are sending him a huge congratulations. You're definitely going to need a tissue for this next one. I know it made me super emotional. But Carly Pierce was recently performing, and she noticed a sign that was being held up by two of her fans, Leslie and Alyssa. And both of these women had lost their parents and were holding up a sign with a picture of them that said, can't wait for them to show me around. And in this moment, Carly decided to forget everything she had planned and changed her set list and included the song they were referencing, Show Me Around. There is a special video up of that on Carly Pierce's TikTok page right now, so make sure you check it out. But for those of you who don't know the backstory behind that song, Carly wrote it for her late producer, Busby, who died of terminal brain cancer in 2019. And he was very special to her. He'd been with her from the beginning, and he was an incredible producer. He also produced... Marin Morris's first two albums and worked with so many other incredible artists. But this song is so special. And for those who have lost a loved one, it will definitely hit home. So again, make sure you watch this video. It is your feel good cry of the week. As you all may know, recently Blake Shelton bid farewell after being on The Voice for 12 years. And his farewell was pretty epic. First surprise kicked off with some of his past contestants singing Green Day's Good Riddance, Time of Your Life. And it featured incredible artists like Jermaine Paul, Cassidy Pope, Daniel Bradbury, 
Craig Wayne Boyd, Sundance Head, Todd Tillman, and Bryce Leatherwood also featured the Swan Brothers, and that was a really special moment. But one of the biggest moments and surprises of the night was country music king George Strait, who filmed a video congratulating him. He said, Hey Blake, just wanted to say congratulations on the successful run you had at The Voice. You really stole the show, man. You really did. So congratulations on that, and I wish you the best of luck on whatever you decide to do next. I'm sure you'll do great on whatever it is, and I'll see you out there on the road sometime. That's the true king of country right there. Which, coming from George Strait himself, would have put me on the ground. And I thought something really interesting that he said was, see you out on the road sometime soon. So could there be a collaborative tour in the mix for him and new music coming from Blake? We'll just have to wait and see. But you can check that video now up on NBC The Voice on Instagram's page. It is definitely a really sweet video. And you can also catch that performance from all of his past contestants up on YouTube now. Old Dominion recently surprised Kenny Chesney on his stop in Evansville, Indiana. They came out and surprised him on stage, and the footage is fantastic. You can check that out now on All Country News TikTok page. For all my Garth Brooks fans out there who have been dying to get his signature tattooed on your body, well, now might be your chance. Garth Brooks is currently doing his residency in Vegas at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. And you may have heard me talk the other week about how there is a known phones policy. But what you may not have known is that he has given his signature to Hypnotic, which is a tattoo parlor. And you can go get his signature from them only tattooed on your body. Appointments have really already booked up, but if you will be out there, you can try and make an appointment. They're trying to squeeze in as many people as possible. And also due to overwhelming demand for his new Sin City residency, Garth also recently announced new dates for 2024. So if you had missed out on the first set of dates, now is your time. Make sure you check that out ASAP. The venue only holds about 4,300 people, so those tickets are going to sell fast. Okay, this next item of news is possibly one of the cutest things ever I've gotten to report on, but Hardy recently got a makeover by an 11-year-old, and it is the cutest story. This all happened when he was performing at the Welcome to Rockville Music Festival in Daytona. There was another band there called Salvia, who was also performing, and one of the band members, Bobby Amaru, was there with his daughter, and his daughter got a chance to braid Hardy's hair, and there is the cutest video ever up on allcountrynews.com. Make sure you check it out now. I have a very exciting release announcement. Jake Owen announced that he is coming back with a bang with new album, Loose Cannon, which is due out June 23rd. He already dropped four tracks off of the album, which you can listen to now, titled On the Boat Again, Solo, Solo, Nothing, and Hot 
Truck Beer. Make sure you check those out. It gives you a really good glimpse into what the album's going to be like. And I love a surprise drop like this. I hate having to wait months for an album release. So I'm excited that he is only making us wait about a month, which is fantastic. And speaking of new releases, it's time to dive into the hottest releases in country this week. The hottest. The hottest. Tyler Farr released his new single, Rednecks Like Me, in support of the U.S. Armed Forces. You can check out an acoustic performance of that now up on his YouTube page. Chauncey Williams released his new track, Paycheck Down, and he said the kid in the song is about a rant worker, but it really applies to any kind of blue-collar hard work, and it reminds him of when he was young and you just work all week for that paycheck and then blow it on the weekend, figuring I'll worry about next week, next week. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, um, no matter what type of work you do. Think a lot of us, even if you're not working a Monday through Friday, nine to five, we're all just working for that paycheck so we can get to the weekend and enjoy ourselves and unwind. So I think this one is a really great standard country tune. And I think so many people will relate to this and have a really good time listening to it. So make sure you check it out. This next release comes just in time for Father's Day. Josh Abbott Band paid homage to his father with nostalgic new track, My Dad and His Truck. And the song and the story behind this is so sweet. He talks all about how hard his father worked and the sacrifices that he made to put food on the table. And it's such a beautiful tribute and such a great song. And I highly recommend you send it to your dad for Father's Day. It is such a sweet one. Hannah Dasher is back and in her rebuilding era in her new tune, Ugly Houses. I love this track. I also just love her. I think she has such a classic country voice, but it's a powerhouse vocal, which I always live for. And she is just absolutely spectacular. And this song will definitely give you all the feels. It's kind of about having to deal with not being perfect in life and having those insecurities. And I know we can all relate to that. And she's just so special. This track is absolutely fantastic. So this is me telling you, this is your must listen for the week. Ernest and 49 Winchester teamed up for new Spotify singles collab. And it's just absolutely outstanding. The vibe from it to me is so special. Almost has like a 70s kind of twinge to it. And these are just the perfect team up. Like they all work so well together. Even if you don't have Spotify, you can go listen to these singles. And I am telling you, this is another must listen for the week. Connor Smith released his new track, How It Looks From Here, and the song is really great. The vocals on it remind me a lot of Sam Hunt, although it's still very him and making his own mark. It just gives me that vibe, so if you're a fan of Sam, you're going to love Connor Smith. And this song, the way the lyrics are written, this could totally be a ballad, but it's paired with this really 
fun summery kind of vibe to it so you can definitely put this one on while you are on a long road trip or driving down a back road this summer and jam along but also be in your feels at the same time and i gotta say that's a sweet spot for me so i am totally here for this one make sure you check it out Brian Kelly brings the beach vibes in new single, See You Next Summer. And this song is all about a summer love that he doesn't want to only last until the next summer. He is head over heels for this girl and wants to move to her town and be with her all through the year. And it's a really fun track. You're going to want to add it to your summer playlist. Grace Lear released her new track, Minds Made Up, and this one is so special. If you're a Carly Pierce fan, you're going to love her vocally. She is right in that spot, and I almost thought it was Carly Pierce when I pushed play, so that's a compliment, though, because we all know Carly is an incredible singer. The song is really great. It's all about how after someone's out of your life and you know you've had a breakup sometimes you realize that that person never really was who you thought they were and that the version of them that was in your mind that whole time just never really existed they never were that person and kind of coming to terms with that and i know so many people can relate to that i know i can and this girl is definitely one to watch out for the song is fantastic lyrically and vocally it's just spectacular so another up-and-coming artist to put on your books and i spoke about this a little bit earlier but jake owen released four tracks off his upcoming album loose cannon so this is just another reminder to go check those out i can't pick a favorite i really just can't they are all that spectacular so that's just four more songs to add to your must listens for the week you can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. And make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can get all this news first and a link to check out all the upcoming album releases on allcountrynews.com. We have a very special guest this week on the show. Her name is Ashley Ann. She is an incredible artist and our very own Backstage Bobby sat down with her to talk all things music and what's coming up for her next. You can listen to that here now. So I always love kicking it off. Who was the first country music artist you remember hearing when you were little? It was it was Johnny Cash, and I know that exactly because <laughs> it was the song "Ring of Fire." Is the first like old country western song that my grandpa showed me, and he had like this grand piano in his house, and it would like play "Ring of Fire." <laughs> like you would press a button, it would play it. You could pretend that you were playing it. So that's what I would do. So that's why I knew that song. That was the first song I knew. Oh my gosh, I love that. So let's say like past that. Johnny Cash, I mean, is quintessential, but who, like, when you kind of could make your own choices for music, who were you listening to? It was definitely Miranda and Carrie, but I feel like that's so, like, generic of an answer. It's not, though. I mean, I remember I would, like, go in my room and, like, make create a whole, like, lip sync act and then invite my parents to come <laughs> in the room 
And I had like little steps down into my room. So it was like this perfect built-in stage. And I remember I would just like belt out the Dixie Chicks. And my dad is like, oh my gosh, are insane. So I love that. So yeah, like talk to me a little bit more about some early influences and stuff like that. A huge one, and I say this all the time, was definitely Miley Cyrus. And I think it started off as like a, obviously she's Hannah Montana and I was all over that as a child, but I loved like the pink leather rock star vibe that she had but i also loved her voice and i loved like the movie that they came out with i loved how she had this like countryside to her and i think that like as a child singing her pop songs had a really big influence on what my voice sounds like when i started doing country music um because i never really like decided one day that i was going to be a country artist it was kind of just like the way i sang and the way i grew up kind of just transferred over to that genre automatically. So I think that her voice had a big impact on my vocals, like subconsciously, just because I was always singing her songs. And like, even today, I've oh, I've loved every oh. era of Miley Cyrus that there ever was. I've never been a hater. I've never judged. I've never second guessed her. I'm just like, you do you. And I love every part of her. So I think that's a huge She's a big one for me, definitely. I love that. Maybe Miley should do her own eras tour. Like I would go to that. <laughs> that would be amazing. I want her to do like a country album or something. Thank you. I mean like, that Jolene no cover. No one about that. Right? Like that that Jolene cover, you know what I mean? Outside of obviously the original is so good. And so have good. you seen that? I'm sure you've seen it all over TikTok. There's like that conspiracy theory that like if you speed up Morgan Wallen's voice. <laughs> Yeah, I, see, I, that. I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's true. I'm like, they've never been in the same room together. Like, maybe it's true. But yeah. all conspiracy theories aside, you grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Did you feel like there were a lot of opportunities for you to do music? Did you feel like an outsider kind of wanting to kind of go this music route? I definitely did feel like an outsider, but not in like a bad way. I like I never once felt like I was being like kicked to the curb or anything because I wasn't doing what everybody else wanted to do. But I was definitely supported and like brought up by all of these people. I went to a private school since I was three years old up until when I graduated high school. So it was very like small community, small town vibes. And it wasn't, there was no one else in the town that was my age who was singing and doing what I was doing. So I was really the only person my age was doing that and I was asked to sing at every assembly in school and like every opportunity to sing at school was like I was the first person they asked because I was pretty much the only person that was doing it so I think that was like good in a sense of like I was definitely a big fish in a small pond and I did think that coming to Nashville would like scare the heck out of me but then I got here and I just felt like overwhelmingly accepted and it was kind of just a very fast-paced like you're in, you're meeting all these people and like everybody's so nice and loving so far. I haven't had a really bad experience yet. Yeah. So I'm just (laughs) thankful that it wasn't like some culture shock when I got here of like, I know I come from a small town where I'm really the only person who's doing this. So I didn't want it to be like, I get here and I'm like, oh, challenges, like scary. Like those, that doesn't really scare me. I'm kind of just like focused. I love that. Yeah. I feel like, and honestly, that kind of surprises me. You are, especially coming from a private school, you are with the same people, the same, you know, everything you're rigidly routined. And when you get to Nashville, it's like 
all bets are off. <laughs> a lot of time people that come are like, well, I was the best in my hometown, but now I come to this pool and everybody has been the best in their hometown. So I know you said like not too much has scared you or really turned you off, but what has surprised you the most about moving to Nashville and like why move to Nashville? I mean, I feel like that really is such a big step in like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Oh, for sure. I mean, I like, since I went to a private school, it was one of those things where it's like, you have to go to college. Like, that's just like not an option to not go to college. And I wanted to live here since I was little. So it was rather go to college and then move here after. And I was like, but I kind of want to head start, like might as well just go to college there. So I kind of just killed two birds with one stone in that aspect. But I definitely like when I got here, I think the most surprising thing was just like how much more to music and artistry there is than I could have ever imagined. Like I didn't know anything and I joke all the time. Like I still don't know anything, but I joke all the time. Every time I meet someone, I'm like, I'm going to just tell you straight right now. I don't know anything. <laughs> like I'm not going to ask you to take me seriously because I don't really take myself seriously. And I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about because I don't. So I just like sit there and I like, I absorb what the person is saying and I've like learned so much. And I just remember like my first single, Calvary on a Beach. It was kind of just a little fun, like, ooh, I went to Nashville and recorded a song. And then I come back to Virginia Beach and everybody's like, oh, she's doing something, you know what I mean? So I was like, that was kind of a tester, but I remember all I did with that song was post one picture, like a few days before the song came out. And I was like, surprise. I was like, why did I do that? Like, I did not know what promoting was. I didn't know anything. And it's just funny to see how now I like, there's so much to it and I still don't know even half of it. So it's just like yeah. exciting. But I feel like nobody really knows what they're doing. Oh, no. And that's like I the feel best like, part. Yeah. I feel like everybody, it's just such a fluid and creative town that people just kind of throw darts at the wall and see oh, what sure. sticks. And I love that. But talk to me about being, and this is such an elephant in the room, but I always love asking, especially new new girls in town, talk to me about you know being kind of a part of this new women movement. I feel like when I was young, and I'm dating myself here a little bit, that especially like when I was in college that Nashville really pushed pushed girls and a girl narrative like oh my god I hope he loves me or oh my god whatever and now it's like this very mature like woman narrative so talk to me about being a part of that movement a little bit so I think one thing that like I learned when I got here I learned how to write funny songs. Like I learned how to write, I think it was just because my life here, it became so beautiful to the point where I was able to write about happy, funny things and kind of joke on like really serious topics, but like make light out of dark situations. So that's like what I did with Get Well Soon, the song that's coming out on Friday. And that's what I've also done with so many like woman empowerment songs that I've written. And I'll write them and I'll send them to all my friends and all my girlfriends are like, I love this. This is amazing. And all my guy friends are like, e it's not your best. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, just that you're writing here. Like there's something that fishy about us, but I love writing. Like, I mean, I, I idolize my Grammy a lot because she's a woman of poise and she's a woman of grace and she's very classy and polite. And I, I like how I love how ladylike she is. And like, it's, very admirable and I love how she grew up and where she came from and I love hearing about all of it but I'm just so different and I like to think that like there's this idea that women are just like I wrote a song called lady likes outdated because I just I feel like women it's so amazing being a woman and I feel that so strongly 
And I, I joke about things like, oh, fake tan and hair extensions <laughs> and lip filler, like whatever. And I'm just like, I think that it's so, you should just embrace like what you've done to yourself and like the makeup you put on your face, like we're women and we get to do that. And that's so cool. Like men don't get to wake up every morning and put a face on. Like that sounds so boring in life. Like I wouldn't want that. But I also write songs about like, I have one called Man in Country Music. And it's basically about like, oh, how I wish I was a man in country music because I just have songs in my back pocket and I'd get to wear the same thing as everybody else and I'd still stand out. Like it's just, but then you look at it in an aspect of like the first writer's round I ever did. I'll never forget. I was, it was at Live Oak and I was on stage with three guys. And I remember being like, yes, yes. Because if another woman was up there, I would have been intimidated. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, these they're like, they're three very, very, very talented men. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, I have a little bit of an advantage here, just the fact that I'm a woman, because when you look at the stage, I physically stand out already yeah. because I'm in this crazy pink sparkly outfit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. So talk to me about how, oh, sorry, go ahead. What were you no, saying? I was just saying, I think it's a positive. No, I do too. And I feel like, you know what I mean? A lot of women in town right now are not afraid of that. And I feel like as an outsider, it's super relatable. And I'm excited that I have things that I can relate to. But talk to me about how your songwriting has grown since you've been in town. Oh gosh, this is like the one of the, I don't know. This is like one of my biggest aspects as far as who I am as an artist now. I've been writing since I was 11 and not to be all sappy, but I had a pretty difficult childhood. So I was really writing to kind of just escape a lot of questions that I had and like a lot of just wondering why this was happening to me. And I, and I started when I was 11 and up until literally when I got to college, I just was writing a lot of sad songs and I was writing a lot of songs even if they were upbeat they were kind of just like oh let me get you out of this rut kind of songs and like i think once i got to college i started writing songs called blondes do it better and fake tan and like things just got fun and things got funny and things got a lot more a lot of more hidden meaning behind things rather than just like blankly saying exactly what i'm trying to say so it's like i've had so much more fun now with like getting creative and just the work itself and i've enjoyed writing with other people i had never done that before up until literally january so that's been fun but i do definitely love writing by myself that's kind of where the heart is for me but it's definitely if i've grown in any way it's definitely just being able to write things that are just relatable in a sense of like I, I learned this lesson, it was in English class this year, but I literally took it to heart, to my songwriting. And she was like, when you're writing, you want it to be relatable, but you don't have to like fabricate things and make them universal so that they're relatable. If it's like, if you're so specific about what you're talking about, and I took this to song, like if you're so specific about what you're trying to convey in a song, that is relatable, you know, someone, even if they haven't been through exactly that, like they're relating to it because they're seeing it. And that's like something that I really, really try to do in my songs and my songwriting. And I also joke that I didn't get into Belmont songwriting major. So well, may hopefully one day I can just be like, oh, okay. Like 
sorry, uh, hope that you <laughs> like me now kind of thing, but I still love, I mean, songwriting is one of my favorite parts about being an artist. And I don't think it used to be that way. I think it used to be very performance oriented and kind of like the look and the vocals and singing and like belting my heart out. That was the fun part for me, but it's definitely now songwriting for sure. Like I definitely have a huge love for that now. And I think I've just grown just from moving here and like just being free and like being happy and having these people that I've met. It's just like made me happier and it shows through my songs for sure. I love that. So talk to me about Get Well Soon. This song is awesome. Somebody sent me a little sneak peek and I'm obsessed with it. I was completely <laughs> bored. So talk to me a little bit about that. So... I mean, the biggest thing I can say about this song, especially because I don't want anybody to think that it's like a screw off song. I don't want it to be a place of hate. I don't want it to be a place of judgment. It's just like a funny way of, it's like a funny way of coping with bullying pretty much. It, the whole story behind it was this girl said something to me that was pretty horrible. And I just was upset obviously, cause I'm, you know, a human being and it made me upset. I was texting my older sister about it. I was like, Lauren, this happened and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is so sad, whatever. And my sister's response was, jealousy is a disease, babe, get well soon. And I was like, I'm gonna write that down. Come on, what did you say? <laughs> did you write that down? <laughs> so I wrote it down and the next day I ended up, I was with my two friends, um, Axel and Peyton, and we just sat down and wrote it. And it was just like, it was a really odd way. I had never written a song like that. We started with the chorus, but it was written kind of as a verse, like as that feel, but I loved that. I want it to be so like unexpected, unpredictable. I want you to get to the chorus and be like, wait, what's going on? And then it like picks up and you're like, oh, this is what's going on. And then the hook happens and you're like, that's funny. Now it makes sense. Like that's kind of the whole point of the song is just like you're on edge the whole time and then you figure out what's going on. You're like, oh, okay. She's talking about jealousy is the disease, not necessarily this girl is actually sick. So yeah. it's just kind of a, making light of a dark situation again. It's something I really try to do in my songwriting. And it's just, I want it to be kind of an empowering song for people who do feel like they've been put down by someone else. And I also want it to give hope and faith to people who bring people down because I want them to kind of listen to it and be like okay like this is funny and like this is making light out of a dark situation I don't want to be like that you know what I mean I just want it to be a song of love although it is about a bad dark you know situation I know but I think that's one of the reasons I loved this song and I think that's one of the reasons why I think you're such a good songwriter so but we are super excited for the song. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And I'm sure I will see you soon because your boy Peyton always bothers me when I'm in town. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you soon. You too. Thank you awesome. so much. Thanks, girl. Bye-bye. Bye. Before I officially sign off, there are a few items we need to discuss. First up, our all-country news spotlight artist. You can follow him at Alexander Adventure on Instagram. His name is Alex Lambert, and he is absolutely incredible. You can learn all about him up now on allcountrynews.com. Next up, we have to talk about two very important events happening. 
First is happening in Nashville on June 5th during CMA Fest. It is called Rock and Jock. It's a celebrity softball game presented by Jockey on Monday, June 5th at First Horizon Park in Nashville. It'll be an incredible way to kick off CMA Fest week. So make sure you get your tickets for that ASAP. And we also have the Old Town Music Festival happening on June 17th, which features incredible artists like Eddie Montgomery, Big and Rich, Creed Fisher, Coffee Anderson, Cowboy Troy, and Runaway June. So if you live in the SoCal area or have been dying to want to visit and needed a reason, make sure you get tickets for that ASAP. And last but certainly never least, we have to talk about video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Cody Johnson performing Doubt Me Now from the stage. You know I'm a sucker for a live performance. And this one is absolutely spectacular. He's just been killing the country game. And you're going to want to watch this one on repeat. You can check out a sneak peek now up on our socials. But also, the full video is available on YouTube. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.